The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand, always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. Welcome to the Ali Colbert Show. Thanks for joining us. How's everybody doing? What's going on? Before we get started, I actually, uh, I have a show this Friday, Friday, August 12th. I'm playing the improv, the main room at eight o'clock. Come, come, come. I have not done enough performances there to be so sure that the bookers like me. So if I stack the audience with lesbians that are my fans and you guys laugh, this will be good for my career. So please, do something to help me out. Look at all this free content I give you. Make you laugh. I keep you company while you walk your dogs or probably while you fucking fuck your cats. I don't know what lesbians do at home. But this is how you can repay me. I don't know. Julian's looking at me like that's not a good joke. Listen, in addition, and but I think you'll enjoy the show, honestly. I think it'll be a fun show. In addition, we're bringing back the voicemails. I really like the emails. Keep emailing at Show at gmail.com. But call into the show. I think that that'll be fun. So let's do the calls. The number to call into the Allie Colbert show with questions, with confessions, with whatever you want to give me is 833-722-CALL-IN. That's 833-722-5546. That's what call in is. I'm not telling you to call in. I am telling you to call in, but it's call in. 833-722-546. That's the Allie Colbert show. You guys, this week on Hummus Hour... It's become very clear to me that lesbians don't own purses, or as my mother would call it, a pocketbook. Who calls it a pocketbook over the age of 24? You know what I'm talking about? Like every, I mean, under the age of 24. This is an old Jewish woman that you don't you want your pocketbook? That is a disgusting term. Honestly, that term sounds like a term a lesbian would have come up with. But ironically, we don't have purses. We don't carry purses. Every girl I've ever dated has just had a fucking potato sack and filled it with beans and a, and a phone. They don't carry around purses. Straight women are obsessed with purses. Why? I don't know why. They must carry some straight stuff in there, like lip gloss and blush and a condom. Lesbians, we don't need anything. We need one credit card, a stick of deodorant, and some goldfish. I don't even know where we're going. We like don't have the same sort of etiquette. I think this is the same. This plays into my joke about how lesbians could never have their own queer eye. You know, gay men, five gay men, they'll make over your life. Five lesbians will just sit in your shed and eat chili. What are we bringing on a date, us lesbians? I feel like we would bring chapstick, floss. I'm really giving lesbians a bad look. You know, I'm kind of making fun. I'm a little bit, I have one bag that I think is nice. Julian has 
what do you have? Do you have a bag, Julian? I don't even think she has a bag. She's got one sort of old, sort of moccasin-inspired bag that she carries her stuff around it. Julian just got a new bag. Oh, yeah, and it was like a big deal. It was sort of like groundbreaking. For straight girls, they have bags all the time. Julian's got one bag. She's hoping that bag will milk her into her late 40s. So that's that. Lesbians are also friends with their exes, right? This is something I wanted to incorporate into Hummus Hour. I have not had the privilege of being friends with my ex-lovers because they have blocked me on social media. Although I did run into one of my exes at Montreal and... Hey, I thought we made for fast friends. I don't know how she's feeling. I won't text her and make sure we're we're good. That in itself is a little strange, but I would like to have the L word experience of being friends with my exes. Needless to say, needless to say, moving on to Schittler's list, you guys, between the ages of 16 and 55, it's not acceptable to sing show tunes. If you're in during childhood, there's something cute about singing show tunes. I get it. It's fun. It's cheesy. And I kind of love the idea of someone anywhere above the age of 60 having a thing for Broadway. But I'm just going to have to black out that period between 15 and 60. You can't sing these songs. It's humiliating. Do not go to a party and and on a karaoke machine and choose Bohemian Rap, uh, a song from Rent. What's that song about Bohemian Rhapsody that everyone sings from Rent? What is it? The chicken the chicken parm is $6 and I just want to eat the sushi. La Vibo M. Stop it. It's ridiculous. We all know these lyrics. And even if we don't know them, no one wants to fucking hear you sing about that fucking musical where every character is dying of AIDS. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Light my candle because I need it. Can't pay the water bill because I have HIV. Stop it. This is not a party song. I'm tired of it. Sing something else. I don't want to hear it. There's no fucking musical. The songs are either so fucking cheesy or so dramatic over the top. I'm going out tonight. I don't care who I give herpes to. I'm tired of it. Okay, moving on. You guys, this is a very fun episode. We have on the queen of hating things on it on TikTok, Talia Lichtenstein. We talk about uh, the importance of telling people that they aren't funny. We talk about getting validation from famous people. We talk about dealing with anger, hating things on the internet. This is a good episode. This is a good episode. And I really do believe there's something important about telling people that they're not good at something. I have a lot of friends that are pursuing the arts and we all kind of know it's a joke except them. I don't think that's a responsible way to be a friend. If you want to be a real friend, you sit them down and you say, stop, pursue something else, get a library card, spend a few weeks researching and pick something else. You cannot be pursuing comedy above the age of 35 and have never had a credit and walk around and post things on the internet like you're a fucking jester that's going to get an audition on Saturday Night Live. You are embarrassing your family. This is ridiculous, okay? Please get into something else. Just fucking flip through a cookbook and master one recipe. You need to stop learning to do sketch comedy. This is so embarrassing. You are, your ancestors are ashamed of you. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you share the episode. Please email, call, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Shout it from the rooftops. I just want to hear from you. Boy, did I pick up steam during this intro. Enjoy. So you're from L.A., right? Yes. 
unfortunately. It, hence the the initial videos on the TikTok being like this school, this school, that. You went back that far? Yeah, because because you were, first of all, it's not that far. But you, I mean, I guess it's pretty far. But you were saying in your videos, you were like, you kept talking about moving to New York. And I was like, where did this girl blow up? So I had to scroll back to see where you where it started. And I fucking hated that that guy that was like, it's so cringy that you post. Oh my God. That's so funny. You brought that up. He was like, I, we hooked up my senior year Uh and he wound up, his friend told me they were like both in New York this weekend and visiting. And I was like, you know what? You saw him. I don't think I'm gonna, no, I didn't see him, but I was like, Uh I I can decide if I wanted to see him to be like, fuck you. Look, look I mean, Right. But yeah, he's, he's look at me now. College. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's you know. always people that like, they're like projecting that they themselves would feel uncomfortable, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I'm guilty of feeling that way. Like when I first, when I would scroll on TikTok and see people who I knew were like really trying to be funny and thought that they had an original idea and right. were posting it, I would totally go between like, Half the time I was like, this is so, I felt exactly as he did, although I would never say it, but I was like, this is so cringy. This is so tough. But the minute I saw something that was actually really, I thought that this person was great, but it might've been embarrassing that they were not garnering an audience, but they were posting great shit for nobody. That to me was like, this is, this is what they should be doing. I'm so proud of them. I respect them, but I guess it's a problem that I'm working on is I really only respect people for being brave and confident enough to like put themselves out there. If I think it's funny, which is like, that's not cool. I need to, well, um, no, I mean, I think it's all across the board. So brave. Well, we're we're supposed to applaud people that suck. That's look. This is what I think when I see these people posting and they're not funny, or whatever. If their thing is, be- I'm just saying, if their thing is being funny, I I feel like we're doing them a disservice by not just saying, listen, this is not good. This is yeah. not good. Stop pursuing this. Like I I know so many people thinking of one guy in particular who's trying so hard to like be in the arts and be a performer. I'm like, you don't have, you're not good. You're not good. You don't have a good face. This is not going anywhere. And we're all lying. We're all lying. This is a disservice. His family is telling him, go for it. His friends are saying, go for it. We're all just watching you look like a moron. Exactly. And that's exactly how I feel about guys and sex. When you keep faking the orgasm, yeah. Everyone's telling them, oh, you do it perfect. Because you don't feel like telling them. It's a lot easier to just be like, yeah, I came. It was amazing. Thank you so much. Instead right. of saying, no, you have some stuff to work on. I don't know if this is your forte. Maybe you shouldn't have tried that move. And right. when you don't right. say right. that, then the next girl is now you're disservicing her. You're doing her a disservice right. by passing this guy on without telling him the truth. I guess, you know, that's what happens when you're a stand-up comic and all your friends are coming to the shows and they're fake laughing because they feel bad. It's so much easier than telling someone. But I've always been on the side of, you know, honesty. But now that I'm into this thing and I understand how much it like, it it hurts to hear that what you're Mm. pursuing full-time is not for you. I've lost that sense of honesty. And it's, I think I've become a nicer person throughout all of this. I can no longer tell people that That they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Or just anything, pursuing their dreams. Pursuing their dreams. I yeah. used to be so much more honest with my friends. I wouldn't say it in a mean way, but I would be the one friend who was like, or no, you do could that. do this. And right. <laughs> now it's like, now that I know how scary it is to like rely on something and your your passion to make your money. Yeah. If someone's like even the least bit like paying their rent on, on it, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, good job. Right. I guess it's just like this idea that feedback is negative when in reality, 
if the intention is good, if my intention is to save you pain down the line or like be, I don't know, is it, is it nice if the intention is honesty? I mean, I think feedback can be really helpful. If your intention is just to cut someone down, leave it out. Right. If it it all depends on where you're standing, like what, what the dynamic is between you and the person. I think that if Chelsea Handler told me, listen, this isn't for you. I would be like, thank you so much. I'm going to go kill myself, but thank you so much. Have a great day. You have saved me a lot of pain down the line. But look if how many people somebody, have told you it is for you. Well, yeah, but like if it's somebody who I really think like that's an issue that I, I probably have too, is that when people, I only accept that type of validation and and the compliment of a follow and people investing in me early. Uh-huh. It really means more to me when it's from somebody that I put on a higher level than myself. So right. a million people can like my content. And obviously I'm grateful, you know, the whole thing, like, yes, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. it means everything to me. But if she, for example, were to say, yeah. no, you're funny, it would mean more to me than having a million followers. Cause it's, I, the validation means more when it's from someone I respect these people. Yeah, of course. These people, these are sheep. I don't need, I don't need the likes from these schmucks. No, these 18 year old kids. No, I, they don't know comedy. They don't know what's funny, but they, yeah. that's the thing is like, yes, of course it's, it's great that you like me, but it means a lot more to me when somebody who knows who, who is somewhere where I want to be tells me that I can do it. Of you course. Know? And you're so effortless on your videos on TikTok, And they're so, these are really hysterical videos. This is like, I think this is the creme de la creme of tip of TikTok. And Thank I want to say that Something I admire about how you hate on things, it, which is something that I don't embody, is that like you manage to talk about how you hate things without being so angry. You're not I really so furious that. about it. Yeah. And sometimes I I, I kind of want to strangle people. And I think sometimes my like anger and how loud I get off puts people and they're like, oh, she's Hillary Clinton. Like she's going to kill us or something. <laughs> but you do it in such a lovely way. And like, you get to, you're so like, I mean, maybe I'm just saying this because you're a woman, but you get to be like really cute about it too. And I'm like, oh, I get why people still fuck you. You know what I mean? Like it, I come up. up as an angry lesbian. You're stroking every aspect of my ego right now. You know, every it's, it's single box is ticked like, off. If you want to <sighs> be angry, but still get fucked, this is the brand of humor for you. Everything you're saying, I can't you know? tell you. I wish I could engrave it on my gravestone. Everything right. is perfect. Um, no, I, I I think that in real life, I'm so much more angry. For example, I'm walking down the street and yeah. we're in New York, the scaffolding, right? And there's mm-hmm. not many places for me to go. And right. every single day, somebody in front of me is taking up the whole area and I can't get around them due to the scaffolding. Mm-hmm. I will, like every day I find myself in this situ- situation, I yell, like I go move. Like I say oh, that. Do. Yeah. And I, then I wonder like, why, why don't I have a boyfriend? And it's like, that's why. And then somehow, I don't know how people say, oh, but you seem like, you know, you still seem nice on your videos. Yeah. And it's like, I guess I just like, I'm really terrified in real life. I don't give a fuck what people think about me. And yeah. I think I give that idea on TikTok, but I am terrified on TikTok of being perceived as mean doing mm-hmm. anything that could lead people like the public opinion about me to shift. I am yeah. terrified of that. So yeah. It isn't like effortless because I'm not showing my true self. And mm-hmm. there have been times when I have let myself like seem mean and get furious on TikTok. And I had my aunt once send my mom this video. And she was like, I think she's having a mental breakdown. Like she's so much meaner. Like she she really was concerned for my mental health and thought that I was like losing it. Did that and annoy that you? That was the one time. Of course it annoyed me. Like, yes, I I, I can't tell you. Of course my I whole life. 
probably <laughs> it's, it's terrible. And like this is I the whole theme of this thing since it started has been more than people, you know, bullying comments, you know, calling me ugly, whatever. Like that's that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is people saying you are depressed or diagnosing me with like, you have a mental health problem. So to hear my aunt say that the one time that I let out the rage that I typically do show people on the street and yeah. listen, I don't want to say that I am, it's a rage. That's like, I think a normal person would laugh in the street. It's not like yeah. I'm pushing people who can't move. It's right. a group of teens in front of me and I'm on my way to go somewhere and I oh, will you scream. Push them. No, I don't, I don't get physical, but I say like, hello. Oh yeah, sure. Take your time. No one's waiting behind you. Like I really will yell. Uh And that's to me, it's like, these people don't exist, but somehow on TikTok, I'm able to like cool it down. And I think that's because I'm scared of what the people online think about me, but these random people on the street, I could care less. No, 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 no. I'll never see them again. And so, and then what did your, what did your mother say to you when she relays the message from your aunt? She was like, look, I, uh, like, I've i never seen you this angry. And I was like, really? You haven't? Like, do you remember the fights we would get in in high school? I am. Uh-huh. I think I have serious, like, I wouldn't say anger issues to the point where I can't control them and it, it's a danger to others or it's unhealthy yeah. for others, but it's a bad uh-huh. for me. Like, I let myself get really worked up and I have such a temper. And where does so that she, come like, from? I think my, you know, my mom has a temper. My grandpa has a temper. I think it comes down my mom's side. Generational but, trauma. It may be like, honestly, we're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. We have therapy together and stuff, but I, oh, you have therapy you know, with your mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have, oh, wow. You have a fucked up thing there, huh? Oh yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's what's that's going on. Funny. No, it, uh, like a hundred percent. Like the fights I would get in with my mom when I was younger, like child protective services should have called because of me, because really? I was such a tyrant. I would really? scream. I was put in therapy when I was in like second grade. That's unbelievable to me. I've never had a therapist until this year. And I like tried it because I was like, eh, pandemic. I feel like I, I can. Like I, I wouldn't uh-huh. allow myself. I was very stoic as a kid and throughout my teenage years about like, I don't need anybody to help me. That's a big problem in my life. I don't like people to help me. So okay. no, my mom, my mom and I are great and we are friends and we have this great relationship. But I think as a child, like our relationship shifted so much when I became an adult and it was mm-hmm. the opposite of you. Like I was a dream child. I was perfect. Oh. And she would tell me all the time. And she tells everybody she's everything I've ever wanted in a baby. Like this is exactly what I would imagine. And uh-huh. then it, I, it came time. I think that that pressure really mm-hmm. weighed on me. Mm-hmm. And I feel now as an adult that I have to cater to that expectation of me being exactly like her. And, and I'm you're angry. Process. Exa- of course I mean, I'm always angry, but the therapist is like you're individualizing or whatever the fuck the word is. Like I'm supposed to, you know, I'm finding myself now and I'm becoming my own person. So there is a rift and it's really hurt her. I think in ways that it, you know, different than how it's hurt me, our separation Mm. as I've grown. Yeah. That's a hard thing for parents, like letting transitioning into like living without your children at home. Your children are adults. Mm -hmm. They don't need you in the same way. I I think a lot of parents get depressed over that. Of course. Um, And I'm the only child. Oh, you're the only child. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's, a lot. That's, a That's a big a lot part of, of this whole. Yeah. It's a big part of my whole personality, I think. Yeah. Well, because you feel like you were around adults. So you got to be like Larry David as a child. Duh, yeah, like that's the whole thing. Thank you so much right. for saying that. Anytime, anytime people bring up Larry David, he's like my biggest influence in life. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's the Jewish curmudgeon. It's like, but exactly. it's observational, it's the tiny, de- the social nuances. It's just like, mm-hmm. what is this? Why are you talking so close to my face? I'm moving around. Do you need to spit in my mouth? 
Exactly. Exactly. And that it, it's that was so inspiring to me as like a teenager. I saw this and was like, this is my holy grail. This is like everything I've been looking for in life. Someone right. who puts into words how I feel. It really like he he really impacted my life in a very profound way. But mm-hmm. also, I think that being an only child, I, it was sort of like a parallel where like he was existing and I hadn't discovered him yet. And mm-hmm. it, he was like this like thing that I had to find. And like I, I was going on my own path of being this only child raised by two very outspoken kind of curmudgeon liberal Jewish parents. And I had all these like, you know, inside my head, these like issues with other people. And I yeah. really hated people as a child, but yeah. I still like love to be like a storyteller. So uh-huh. I, what I dive, like what our paths converged and I was like, this is, he is everything to me. Yeah. So like that you was had like your hero's journey thing. finding him. Oh my God. He, he is, he, I was like Frodo or whatever. What's Lord of the, the Rings thing? Yeah. Frodo, the, 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 yeah, he's like a hobbit. I've never seen, right? I've never seen that movie, but I feel like I can't, like it's big... too long. It's too many details. It's too much action. I don't um, care about movies like that. I don't care about like rocks or fights or. I couldn't agree more. It, it's like, it's ironic to me that action movies are like described as fast paced. I'm like, this is boring me because can we, mm. can we just steady the camera for a minute? Just one right. moment. I, let me see someone's face. Maybe I'll get attacked. What's going on? It's wind. Why it's fire. No, I don't care about the elements. Yeah, I don't I care don't, about do not like, care. a long hike. No. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, let's sit down. Let's talk. I can get right. engaged in dialogue. Right. If there's a right. car moving fast, I don't know whose car that is. I don't care. Exactly. You have to I watch Kat have. Cohen's. Kat Cohen does a little thing in her special on Netflix. And she's like, I don't care about like rope. I don't care about the, rope. the fire. Like, she's like, I don't want to see rope. I don't want to see glass shattering like just something like that it's so funny I could not care about that you talk a lot about dating on your TikTok Mm -hmm. and I'm curious you mentioned like I I yell so I get why I don't have a boyfriend but when have you been in like a serious relationship I've been in long-term relationships that have been on and off exclusivity so you know what I mean like I've had I've experienced intimacy I've experienced love I know what it means to get to know a person over a number of years <laughs> have you been I, have that experience. I, have ex- I have experienced intimacy <laughs> yes I've experienced you see, intimacy. Like, I people I've never been able to be with someone long enough that I only wanted to be with them and they didn't annoy me like I I really am that you know of course and I have my faults too but I yeah. I've always liked much older men uh-huh. And the men that have, I've had these consistent, like I've gotten to know well over a course of many years, they've all been older than me in the way that like Your I've been father's in college, friends. so it doesn't work. Not my father's friends, one generation below. I'm like, okay. I guess, cusp Gen Z millennial and I like old millennials. So like, okay. I, you know, now it would make sense for me to have a relationship that was consistent and exclusive a year through. But usually right. it's been like when I'm home from college, I date uh-huh. this guy for the summer. And that's right. like a serious relationship. And then we talk while I'm away at college and then we're on again. So to right. me, those that have been my sense. serious relationships. Yeah. And do you feel that older men find you funnier? I think they appreciate like my references more and they uh-huh. understand my goals more and what I'm, what I, who I am. But mm-hmm. I think that younger men actually find me way funnier because they don't get it as much. Like they think it's like an original thing. Older men know they all, without a doubt, like know who a Larry David type person is and they see what I've been like inspired by. Whereas younger men, they don't always know. So they're like, where did this personality come from? It's so interesting. I've never met somebody like this. And I'm like, yeah, you have, you don't, you're not old enough, but you do, you have. So that's so funny. 
but it means more to me when an older man thinks I'm funny because then he, yeah. he gets me. Yeah. Yeah. I just, oh, so I see it's kind of introducing them to this character and they think that's funny, but I dated in my last relationship, my girl, I mean, I date Jewish girls, but mm-hmm. because I don't, and I talk about this on the podcast a lot, but you, in my opinion, you either get it or you don't like, mm-hmm. I can tell almost within like 30 seconds of talking to someone if they get it or not. And if they yeah. don't, if mm-hmm. they don't get it, I'm like, I don't need to have a relationship with you in any way. Exactly. Friendship, exactly. romantic, like what I'm is so glad of- you use the phrase, get it. Cause that's always what I say. And people that who don't get it when I say, get it, they don't get it. I literally <laughs> talk about this all the time. If when I'm saying you don't, if I'm asking if you get it and you don't know what I'm referring to, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't, you don't get, get it. it. And like, I don't, I, there's so many people, especially in Los Angeles, which is surprising to me that you grew up here that just don't, they're clueless. They have, they don't get it. They have no stick. No. They have, anyway, I dated a girl, my last girlfriend. And, you know, I love, I love Jews because we're funny. We, we have been through pain. We've been through generational trauma. You can sense mm-hmm. that when, we, when you talk to us. However, she was someone who I was like, not only does she complain so much, She's so negative that it was actually like hard to be in her space, which is surprising because like I'm incredibly like I like to I have to complain. It's just like the way I speak. But I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. I'm like I'm un- I'm uncomfortable. Like I get too hot. Mm-hmm. I'm nauseous. Mm-hmm. I need water. Right. I need to go to the bathroom. Like all the things. Right. But she was so negative that it was like hard for me to be around her. And I'm wondering if you've had if you have people that tell you you complain too much, not online, but like in your friendships or your relationships. It's funny you say that because people in my comment section and the way people will, you know, they think they're really criticizing me. They think they're getting me where it hurts is they say, I bet your friends can't stand to be around you. I bet, you know, who wants to be around such a downer? And again, I don't, I'm not like this in real life. It's a very different type of anger. Again, with the strangers on the street, it's like, yeah, who would want to be around me? But I don't know these people. But I think that my friends would really describe me as kind of a positive, like more of a a bubbly personality. I kind of am a glass half full person around them. And I'll complain about things like, ugh, like, you know, I don't know, like, this, this, this chair or something. But I don't focus the whole conversation on it. It's more, I pick up, what they're talking about, or I pick up something that annoys me and then I bring it to TikTok. Like that's my creative outlet to like let out that feeling. That's your process. No, people, I really don't think people see me as like, before this whole thing happened, I don't think my friends knew me as the complainer. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, I don't think they did. I really think that I was an upbeat person. There were a couple, you know what? I would get jealous because I was the one who really tried to be funny. And when I told a story and I was like performing for my friends, a great storyteller. Like I was the funny storyteller and I would do funny things, but my friends were more effortlessly funny. Like I have my best friend, Roxy is like, sometimes she'll say something and we're sitting together all, we have like, I have a group of friends from home. Yeah. She'll say something and I'm like, I, and I'm the one who's like a quote unquote comedian, like, fuck, like it really pisses me off. I'm like, she's so much funnier than me, but we're funny in different ways. So right. A couple of us were, quote, the funny one, but I was funny in that I was like pretty, I, I wasn't afraid to like go play a prank on somebody in public, do truth or dare, tell a loud story, do something yeah. embarrassing. And then yeah. some of them were like quicker than me and funny in a subtle way. You right. Know? Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's how it is. I mean, I feel like my sisters are much funnier than me, but it's like, I, you know, comedians are, some comedians are funny. The vast majority of comedians are not funny. And the funniest people in my life are not comedians. The funniest people in my life are my friends that are just hysterical. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I was talking to some comedians last night. Like I went to a stand-up show and mm-hmm. I realized how much in a group of them, I really do clam up and I can't understand. Like I, if, if this were, if I had to do stand-up for a living and then that those socializing moments after a set where like how not you create your community, they're not going to find me funny. Like they would never find me funny. Then these people were like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm kind of like an internet comedian. And they're like, really? Because I was not being funny. I don't know how to like, they, I when I'm surrounded by other funny people, it's very hard for me to know what to say. I get really nervous. Yeah. Um, oh no, totally. I mean, when I'm on stage, the only people I care about is the other comedians on the lineup watching me and it terrifies me. Yeah. I like yeah, want to get off stage. If I don't give a shit about the audience. I don't care yeah. about them at all. If there's someone on the lineup that I respect, that's, I mean, it's, it's what you actually said about the follower thing. It's like the one person that you respect, their opinion means everything. Um, mm-hmm. You shared a story on your TikTok about getting on someone's clear family plan after sleeping with them. I did. Mm-hmm. Is that true? It is absolutely true. But now I have my own clear plan because they saw that TikTok and they gave me a free membership. Oh, clear saw that? Clear saw that they DM'd me and they said, we loved your TikTok and we want to, you know, you shouldn't have to rely on a man. You're an independent woman. Go get your clear. Here's like, you know, lifetime membership or whatever. So now I don't wait in lines ever. So how did you get on his family plan though? Like, how do you bring that up? I don't get how that works. I'll tell you, it's actually a much bigger story. We went to, this guy DM'd me. He had seen a couple of my TikToks and this is when I first started to blow up last summer. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I have this job that I get to go to these large scale music festivals and events and kind of it's, I get all these free tickets and I've taken okay. all my friends to these things and all my other friends have the same exact tickets that I do. So I want to take someone new. Will you go with me? And he just shot a shot in the DMs. And I was like, he didn't even have a profile picture. He had no wow. photos in his account. I'm like, shit. I tell my mom, like, mom, isn't this crazy? I was kind of bouncing it off her to see her reaction. Yeah. Isn't this insane? He's expecting me to get on a plane and go to Texas for a music festival with him. Yeah. Does he have an extra ticket? Can I come? Like, can I, can I go with you? Why would you not? Are you fucking crazy? You have to go. So I'm like, fine. Okay. So I went, I made a whole TikTok. Did you get a, a photo first? Of the a guy. photo of him? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was an extensive process. He did. He FaceTimed me a couple of times and we had long talks and then I did my own little background check, but then talks. he provided me, we had some long talks. He provided me with a PDF all about, you know, his background and like it was a couple pages just describing a PDF? He, he made a PDF? He made a, yeah, a PowerPoint presentation. I, yeah. Every guy should do this regardless of if you're fine in Texas. It, I, here's my philosophy. It's a lot yeah. safer to have done this than to just have gone to dinner with some guy and taken him home to my house in my own city. Because this guy, he had to provide, I wanted to FaceTime him three times before I met him. I wanted to look him up, scour the internet. I wanted a PDF. I want, his name was all over my computer. If he'd killed me, he would have been caught in a second. I knew (laughs) everything about him. I knew everything. And I made sure my whole family had my location. They knew his whole deal. They knew everything. They knew where he worked. Like I could ruin this guy's life. Yeah. If he put a finger on me if I didn't want him to. So I think this right. was even safer than having just gone on a date two blocks down from my apartment, not telling anybody about it because I think I'm safe. And then, boom, I'm gone in the morning. I'm disappeared. So anyway, I go. He, he sends me this PowerPoint. He tells me all about himself. There was yeah. a long process. He sent me video testimonials from his female friends. He had his friends shoot videos. Fuck video testimonials. Did you ask for that? No. He sent them to me. He's like, I can tell you're still hesitant. This is a week before, by the way. I can tell you're still hesitant. Wow. 
I don't, he goes, I have a couple female friends and they have, I want you to hear it from them. So the female friends make me, he's holding them at gunpoint in his basement. No, that's exactly how I know. I'm a good guy. Exactly. So yeah, he, I don't know what the deal was. I I don't know if they've done this before and he just had them like in his phone saved for all the other girls. They never said my name, but they did say, they didn't say your name. They didn't say my name, but they did say girl that this guy wants to take, you know, he's a good guy. And so I just did it. Yeah, exactly. It was, he told them what to say, but you fly there. I fly there. And then, you know, he, on the way back, we were at the airport together and he had clear. So he put me on the family plane, but there was a whole music festival weekend in between that. And it was great. Did it go, did you sleep with this guy? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, come on. We were staying in a hotel. Did I sleep with this guy? Of course. But, (laughs) and did you, did you stay in touch with him? Oh yeah. Yeah. He came to New York. He visited and I saw him here. Did Why did he want you to go? I, I don't really like just he just wanted to hook up. With what do you, you mean, you Allie? I'm, I'm cute and I'm funny. No, but, the same but, reasons you wanted to interview me. Uh, that's I'm so funny. true. That's it's really <laughs> true. I just it, it's like one thing if a man I'm like, who as a man would be like, I just want to fly a girl I've never met. to like, can't you get pussy anywhere? I just don't. I, I that's you know what? Part, but yeah, you're so no, you're right. You're so funny. You should be flown. You should oh, be courted you. in this way. It makes it makes Thanks sense. So no, you're Thank right. You I'm so a, I'm absolutely an idiot for asking that. You're so right. You so great. you mentioned I'm going through like all of your things in my mind that I was interested in, but you and it's all of them just in case. But you take a guy to IHOP. I do. I do. That's my go-to. That is such a good move. Thank you so I, much. They it's I, such a you're you're so right that it's like a manic pixie move. Mm-hmm, How did you mm-hmm. come up with that? Well, I, the minute I moved into this place, I, well, I looked on Google maps when I rented the place when I was still in LA. And the first thing I noticed was like, oh, I hop 24 hours right there. That's perfect. I love a place. That's why I like New York. I need 24 hour places because I stay up till like five in the morning. Most nights. It's just how I am. What? Just because you're on blow or I dude, I wish, but no, like sometimes it is, but I just want to be, I hate being asleep. Like I really like to be awake. I don't, I feel like I'm missing something. I hate to be asleep. I feel like I no fuck it. I like I like to stay in bed and sleep when I'm tired. Like it feels good the act of sleeping and being cozy. I don't like to get up, but I really don't like going to sleep. I don't look forward to going to sleep. I hate when it gets dark because I feel yeah. Because I I I like so surprised. I'm I'm a night owl in the sense I like night better than day, but I don't look forward to sleeping because I'm like oh no the day is over. I feel right. like I'm missing something. Like I hate time zones. I hate that other people in the world are awake and like going to brunch and partying and going to work while I'm sleeping. I feel like I'm missing out. I have, well, you have FOMO, FOMO for, for yeah. all these people around the world. Yeah. You have FOMO for brunch anywhere. Anywhere. And the thing is all That's day long, wild. I'll reject plans all day long. My friends are like, oh, let's go to brunch. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not down. But as soon as it's time to, to go to bed, I'm like, oh, I'm missing out on everything out there. There's a big world and they're all going out and I'm not, I'm staying in my stupid bed. So I stay up till like five every night. Doing what? And Doing my what? favorite thing to do is yeah. like go and eat places by myself go for, I, I do it safely. Like I have one headphone in and I'll walk down like a more of a busy street, like something with lights and, and where there's Bulletproof. people. Totally. Yeah. Oh no, no. It's, it's a completely flawless plan. I've never, yeah. I've, it's so funny. I can't count infinite number of nights I've spent at four or five in the morning, walking around a city by myself 
I've never even come close. I've never had a brush with danger, which knock on wood, but I, I nobody's ever scared me. No one's danger. ever like, no one's approached me. I've never been mugged. I've never been threatened. Did you study Nothing. abroad? I did. Wow. Yeah. Where yeah. did you study? I did that too. Where Madrid. And I was walking me around. Me too. No way. What yeah. school? Well, I went to NYU. Oh, so NYU NYU program. School. Where, what school did you go to? Nebrija. I remember where the NYU campus was. Yeah. In Madrid. Oh, did you go yeah. to Capital? Yeah, of course. Uh, duh. Are you kidding? So, I love the smoking floor. It's so funny because some of your like shtick though, I would think you'd be a homebody, but you're like always out. Well, a lot of it is fake. So like, oh, okay. I really <laughs> am kind of, I prefer as I've gotten older, I was such a party girl in college. And when I went abroad, like I, I love to be out. And now it's sort of, I just like, I really do look forward to being alone. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. at home. I don't love to be in my apartment, but I love to be alone. Yeah. So, being alone is amazing. It's incredible. And now, for example, I had to post this video where I, it was advertising a hangover recovery medicine. Yeah. You yeah. saw this. So yeah. that I did go out and I, I knew that night I needed to film the video because it was due. I literally was like, fuck, I have to go out because I have to film the video. My idea is that I'm at a party. So right. I went to the party for a couple of minutes. I did the, the, took the pills in the bathroom, filmed the video where you could hear there were people outside. It was a real party. Yeah, went home. I stayed for another couple, like maybe an hour, just mingled with people I already knew. I didn't feel like talking to new people. Yeah. Went home. And yeah. then the whole shtick is that I did a walk of shame in the morning. So I laid out my clothes, that dress that I wore and put it back on in the morning, put mm-hmm. my makeup back on, but like not quite. And, yeah. you know, roughed up my hair. And I walked around my apartment and was like, yeah, I'm walking home from a crazy night out. So a lot of it is fake, but I know mm. how to do it. Like it looks real because I was that person for so long. Yeah. yeah but you're so young. How old are you? Thanks. 23. Yeah. Oh my God. I hate to be that person. That's like, that's so young, but I don't know. No, 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 no. Be that older, person. It's just I'm really still young. at that age as a woman where I love when people ask how old I am. I love when they say, oh my God, you're so young. Like, you're so much smarter than 23 though. Stop it. This no, is the serious, best interview I've ever 23 year olds are like really dumb. They really are. That's why I don't date them. And that's yeah. why a lot of my friends are like my, my best girlfriends, besides the ones that I have from home who get it. And I chose mm-hmm. specific ones who get it. Yeah. But the ones I've made in New York are all like 27, 28. Yeah. That makes I sense. I really do like slightly older people. A really mature 27 year old. Um, <laughs> we, we have a segment on the podcast where I talk about things I hate. But it's, it's called it's called Schittler's List. And <laughs> it's just stuff I hate. And I just figured I would share some of these things with you and we could just talk about things I hate. And if you have something you hate, I would love to hear it. OK, let's do it. OK, so my first thing that's on my mind this morning is I cannot fucking stand when Postmates or like Seamless or something messes up my order to the point where like the delivery has been delayed an hour. And like, I hate to sound like this. But if I'm hungry and I'm ordering food and I'm relying on it, the amount of times Postmates has fucked up my meal in the last three weeks, I, I really, you're, you're delivering something important to me. I need this food. I don't buy groceries. Why do you do door delivery meals? Why what do you, do, what do you mean? What do you mean? I've never had the desire to do Postmates or Uber Eats or DoorDash. Why? I don't have them on my phone. Because I like to just- How is I that like it takes- possible? Cause it's another $15 for the delivery fees and stuff. And it takes an, um, another hour and a half. And I like, and they always fuck it up. You're completely right about that. But why not just go out, walk two blocks and I'll go to a 7-Eleven and there will be some food. 
first of all, I don't eat at 7-Eleven. Okay. Well, that's, that's like grocery shopping at CVS. I do that too. So <laughs> I also grocery shop at the 99 cent store. I like the good vegetables, but <laughs> you I gotta, some, I gotta get, go, go get some produce from Rite Aid. I, yeah. I really do like I eat like a person who is living really paycheck to paycheck. Like, well, it's like bad. what do you get from 7-Eleven? Everyone has their 7-Eleven thing. I don't like the, the I don't think that's foods true. there, but I love snacks. I have, I get two Slim Jims. I get. Oh my fle- God. I didn't know you were this trashy. Oh no. Like I, I, <laughs> I am white trash, white Jewish trash. Wait, you I get eat- two Slim Jims? Keep going. I was raised in a very healthy household, right? Yeah, my parents yeah. were very, they weren't freaks about it, but they yeah. were, my mom was very big on like, you know, we're going to have a handful of nuts. You're hungry. Have this handful of nuts. Like that was right. my life. And she right. didn't, she ate Slim Jims too, but that was, it was a treat. And I was really raised with the importance of like healthy eating. And okay. I, now I, I really, I don't do that. So I enjoy two Slim Jims. I get a Coca-Cola cherry slushy, like an icy. I love frozen Coca-Cola and I get like a medium of that. This is horrifying. And you know? I want a little, what do you mean it's horrifying? A ch- frozen cherry Coca-Cola. This is most of America, Ali. I know you're very <laughs> elitist right now. <laughs> your parents, yeah. your parents are like, how the fuck did we raise a Fran Lebowitz going through a Burger King drive-thru? They're like, that's the what, biggest compliment you could ever we, give me. What did we create? They okay, you got a frozen cherry Coca-Cola and what else do you got? Um, sometimes I'll do, I like a little something sweet. I like sour actually. I love, but not like sour patch watermelon sour. I want like warhead sour. So I get something really sour. I'll You'll get warheads? I like warheads. Sour patch kids are okay, but I really, I, I don't like the gummy part. I usually spit it out, but I suck off the sour part. And I love like Whoa. Pringles. I love sour. I love kids. pretzels. You know what I love is like honey mustard pretzels. I love honey mustard pretzels. Yeah. I really love honey mustard pretzels. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite food in general? Oysters. I love seafood. I like Mediterranean food, like pita and lamb euro, you know, like on the carts. I'm really shocked. You've never like posted. No wonder you're going to the IHOP at 3 a.m. Oh yeah. We didn't even talk about that. I, I saw, I like the IHOP idea because I like to be up late and I like when men remember me for something very specific. Yeah. That's a, such a cute move. They probably are like, it wow, is. this girl's magical. Yeah, no, they want, I want them to always think of me as like the girl that, you know, we got pancakes at 3 a.m. and it was so romantic, but I do that yeah. with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I have a lot of, that's a good move. Do you have any other moves? Oh my God. I have a zillion. I mean, I, it's, it, I can't believe nobody has come out on TikTok, like no guy that I've seen before and made like talked about shit that I said on a date or took them on a date. Mm-hmm. And then like a West Elm Caleb to me and been like, mm-hmm. yeah, she does the same thing with every guy. Like I really right. do say the same shit and I take them on the same date. Um, What's the date? New York, the I don't date? have, a, I, I haven't been on enough in New York. In LA, my date was mostly during the quarantine. Yeah. I would take them up to this specific view in, I would make them drive. I hate to drive. So I make them drive and they yeah. drive and, and, and I tell them like, I'd give them directions, but I wouldn't tell them the destination. They thought oh, it was okay. so cute. That's cute. So like, okay, just make a left here. And they're like, where am I going? I'm like, you'll have to find out, babe. So then <laughs> I take them up there. Um, it was like near, it was like Mulholland up there. It was a view, beautiful yeah, view. Right. We go up there. Maybe we brought some food or something. Um, I love taking them there. We'd, I don't know. We just, I, just, I love to like walk around that area. Like I love to go to a view and just sit and talk. And if it went really well, we'd end up back in the car. 
Wow. (laughs) Aren't I a disgusting person? No, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. I think that's, um, that's a good, that's a good date. The surprise element. Sometimes we go to the park. I like to go, I like to be outdoors. I go to You don't take them to 7-Eleven? No, no. Sometimes like that, that's like another, that's exactly like the IHOP thing. Where if we happen it's to be part of the journey, eleven, they're like, "Oh, this cute girl." Like, I'll do. I like to dress feminine on a date. I don't dress the way that I am personality wise. So I like I'll do to some dress makeup. Like, I'll show. Like, I have big boobs. I'll like push them up and whatever. But then yeah. I'll be like, mm, "Let's go get a little Seven Eleven." And they're like, "What? You at Seven Eleven?" Yeah, and then <laughs> me and my big boobs just bounce over to Seven Eleven, and they're just sitting there dumbfounded, like, "Oh my god, my dream woman!" And I go in, I get a slim gym, I do my thing, and they're yeah. like, "This is amazing! You're crazy! You're so funny! <laughs> they you're like probably a boy. think you're insane. Yeah, you're like a boy. You're they like a boy that. with boobs." And I'm like, "Wow! Like, hey, thank you so much." And then, wow, they're in love. Yeah, I, I think that would that something as specific and weird as that would really work. Tell me something you hate. Okay. I really don't like, I don't, so I don't, I don't do dishes, right? I only have yeah. paper plates. Yeah. I don't like to, I, I live alone. I have my own apartment. I'm an adult. I have real plates that I use for company, which I never have over, but I use paper because I don't like to wash things. Yeah. So you don't I like to wash or drive. My, You're the perfect wife. No, I don't. I don't wash things. I don't drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cannot cook. Right. And I love to vape. So I don't know why any guy wouldn't like fall to his knees, but <laughs> no, Cinderella, really. I really am. So yeah, no. So I don't, I don't like to wash dishes and I don't know why we don't all just have like paper, like cardboard type plates. And they are right. like, if it's not plastic, I mean, the sustainable. The environment. Well, you recycle them. It's paper. It's cardboard. What about these compostable things? Isn't that better than wasting water by having having to wash your dishes every day? I checkmate Greta Thunberg. I think I'm right. <laughs> I am. <laughs> literally think about it. You Don't literally you you wash dishes multiple times a day. Instead, you have these compostable little wooden spoons and shit, and you throw yeah. them out or you recycle them, you compost them. I think that's better for the whole world. You are doing everyone a service. That's a huge service. I I honestly, I can't imagine that being better. I'm listening to you and I like, I'm entertaining it. I I can't imagine that being better, but I'm going to look it up now. I don't know who's studied that. What the, the compostable plates and shit. Whether that's a flawless idea. No, whether that's better than washing your dishes. It can't be. It cannot be. It is. It is. Financially, financially it can't be. Financially to buy like $1 compostable plates. How often? Every day. How often? Once a week, you're buying like 15. Yeah, I don't have to buy plates every week. Yeah, you're not paying so much of your water bill. What is it? What is, is it? Se- what is it? $7 a week? To buy your plates? I don't know. I don't buy paper plates. You tell me the price of paper oh, plates. Oh, the prices of my plates. $3.99. Yeah. And I get them they last week. for two weeks. $3.99 every two. So $8 a month. Yeah. So $80 a year. That's it. Maybe this is better. You're so good at math. Why are you a comedian? I know, I know. I could never do that mental math like you just said. Well, it's eight times 10 is 80 plus two. So it's not, it's like 96. I didn't even realize that. That was such an um, easy. I know, it was pretty easy. I, I barely even say, know my times tables. I can't, I can barely read analog clocks. What the fuck is an analog clock? The one that doesn't tell you the numbers, not digital. What are you talking? Oh, oh, like, oh, like this clock? Like historical clocks, yeah. I didn't know it was called an analog clock. Oh my what God, they put called? me, I just thought it was called a clock. 
And I thought this was like a watch. Yeah, it's analog. I, okay, well, now I know this is called an analog clock. No, I can read yeah. this, but they put me in a different class in second grade when we were learning to do it because it took me so long to learn. They put me in the slower class. Yeah, well, they break it down to a point where I'm like, I don't need to know this. The, the small one goes around 60 times a minute. The big one goes, I'm like, it's too much. Can, you, can I just yeah. have the time? I just no, it want took the me time. a while. I don't, I don't know people complete who, a puzzle. Have you met people who do military time on their phone? That is some insane That's shit. Insane. You're That's insane. Crazy. Why do they I, do that? I have a friend who's done that ever since they were abroad. It says 1400 on the phone. They're masochists. It's, it's terrible. It's actually they hate sick. themselves. You subtract it by 12. That's how you find the number. The I, you're asking the wrong fucking person. You, you, it gun to my head. I couldn't <laughs> tell you what time it was. If you showed me that I couldn't, yeah, I, I, I literally couldn't. That. And no, they I say, never they say like, Oh, 100 hours. Oh my God. No, I can. That's why I can never be in the army. I getting shot. Fine. Telling the time. No, I couldn't. Also, you know what <laughs> I, I can't do? I don't know my left from my right. Well, that's unacceptable. I really, I, when I'm like, if I'm behind a wheel or something, I go like this with my thumbs and I have to like, remember. Are you dyslexic? No, but I do have something where apparently it makes it harder. I have like a brain thing called synesthesia where oh, apparently. Bullshit. That's what all these fruits have. It's like, no, that's what like Kanye it's so, West has where you can like I know. see color. You can see songs that are like in yeah. color. Is that real? Yeah. I try not to flex it too much, but yeah, all what? the creatives have it. You're like, you can leave that to the end of the podcast. You're like, I just want you to know that I do have synesthesia. Like, <laughs> I do want you to know that. So wait, what is that though? You hear a song and you see colors? No, there's different types. I have like the least cool type of it. I What's the type you have? All of the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I'm very confused. Okay. It's, it's the whole thing. I've, I, you know, I took oh, a you test numbers as colors. many years ago and it was proven that I did have it. Like you have to take the test years later again too. Yeah. So I have... My numbers zero through 10 all have yeah. personalities, genders, numbers, relationships to one another. This yeah. sounds like you're insane. I so know, it literally what's does. Two? I thought what's I was. What's two? Red Martha and three's no. Blue David and they date? Shut the fuck up. They're not me. First of all, why do you expect that three is David? He's Jewish. Just why? I don't understand. Okay. What is it? Who no. Is, what do you mean genders and names? Two is a little boy. Two is a little boy. <laughs> Here you say red. shut the fuck up to follow up with this dumb shit. <laughs> Two is a little boy. He's red. You don't have yeah. a fucking disease. You're insane. <laughs> Two is a red little boy. Go fuck I just know I felt when I was when I was little in kindergarten learning the numbers. I'm like, no, eight doesn't like six. And my, my mom's like, <laughs> we need to send her away. <laughs> it's so bad. Wait, two is a red little boy. What's three? Yeah. Three is a green little boy. And keep going till ten. Four is like a teenage girl, yellow. <laughs> what? This is, I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Four is a yellow is girl. She sucks. Okay. I'm going to tell you, she sucks. She's like skinny too. Like she's like a Brady Melville. <laughs> Where's the Brady Melville? Okay. Listen, seven. <laughs> I, I, can't, I forget how insane this is until I have to say it out loud, but it feels so logical existing in my brain for 23 years. Like when I learned yeah. the numbers, I was like, this makes perfect sense to me. Oh, seven yeah. is a t very tall, kind of looks like a seven tall green, lime green. And like a, like a very timid, shy man in a marriage with eight. Eight is like a <laughs> big, that is, busty woman. That is not, <laughs> this is not real. This is no, not real. And here's how they test it. You take a test when you're young. When I was like middle school or something, I learned about this and I was like, okay, I'm going to take the test. Like the and other people test. know these people. 
No, 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 not, not everybody has the same one. Everyone, of course, has different types and different. Everyone's they like, have oh, my type. Bustier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I go to the convention every year and they're like, how's Bustier? <laughs> no, you take a test when you realize that you, when you think you might have it. And I had to write down in detail what all these numbers meant to me and their relationships. And there are other, there are other types that I somewhat have. And then years and years later, you take the same test and they make sure if you have the same answers, you right. still have it. It, it, it has to ha- be a thing that's really occurring. And it's not a thing that you like made up and memorized. So are any of the others hooking up? Yes. So, okay. Seven and eight are together and they like love each other. Like, you know, he's, eight is like this bussy controlling woman, like an alpha woman with such a beta man. Right? <laughs> Stop laughing. I feel insane with such a beta. And they're in this marriage where they're like comfortable. They have kids, like whatever. Like they're so... And how funny is this that I'm thinking about this when I'm like six, like this is how I saw them. It's wild. They're, they're together, but seven is just like, you know, being bossed around by eight all the time. You know how I see it? You're seeing Curb Your Enthusiasm, obviously. Yeah. Eight is like a Susie, but hot. Okay. Susie Green. Okay. Yeah. And, and Jeff is like, not really. No, seven's not Jeff. Seven is just like, he's a very timid guy married to a Susie personality. Yeah. Okay. And then six and seven have this history. (laughs) They like have a romantic tie to each other. And six is kind of younger and more spunky and like a cool girl. She's like a tomboy. She's purple. And she and seven, like eight is very cautious of, of six, even though seven would never go there. You know what I mean? Wow. 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 And are these relationships stagnant in your mind or do they like, do you have, updates? they've always been the same. No, they never change. But when I was younger, I didn't know how to explain it in an adult way. I'd just be like eight loves seven and seven doesn't love eight as much. And six loves seven. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. What, that is so fascinating. That is so weird. I think it, it is too. When you think about eight minus seven, are you like, that's so weird that it's one? No, I would think, I don't really think about like the, the numerical, like the formulas yeah, that you yeah. can make with the yeah. numbers. Mm-hmm. But I do think about when they're put to like 68, for example, and 86, those numbers really bother 68, me. they're in conflict. They're in conflict, exactly. <laughs> 67 is like a number where I said, when I see it, I smile. Because yeah, I'm like, oh, course. they finally get to spend some quality time. 68, you know what I mean? that's, they're going to be in a fight. Yeah. 41, yeah. it's like 41 is like with, his, like one is with his big sister four. And four is like being like, you know, like, ugh, shut up one. <laughs> This is on. Un- this is really. I can't keep a straight face. Like, this is oh my so, god, this is really fascinating. And honestly, it's been so wonderful just hearing from what's going on inside your mind. Yeah, I'm glad. To, I, I've never it's, talked to anybody about this. It's so this great. Kid. This is people are gonna like be obsessed with this. I'm so thank, glad. If you think it's thank cool, you so like, much good. for for doing the show, I really appreciate it. 